You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, 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 blue this, this is the pod, is the for, pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Five of them things. EJ Stewart, Tommy Beard, Knicks on a five-game winning streak. This is Orange and Blue Blood, the New York Knicks podcast, an Odyssey and WFAN original. Tommy, all good things happening for the Knicks this past weekend. Two big wins. Now on the fifth seed, five straight wins. What more can I say? It's <laughs> a quote the great JC song. Something something special, something funky, something cool might be going on with these Knicks. Um, they've gone from, you know, a team that, you know, could challenge for a playing spot to a team that has a chance to maybe get the six seed. And now we're, you know, five seed is the four seed out of completely out of out of reach. Probably not. Um, it's a, a, a good time to to be a fan of the Knickerbockers. Um, it's been a long time since we've. Um, you know, we've been this late into a season and, and play games that matter. And um, Knicks versus Celtics tonight, um, yeah. a chance for the for, for the Knicks to claim the, the fifth seed all by themselves. Um, plenty to talk about. Yeah, you live for these kind of big matchups uh, later into the season, rivalry game against the Celtics. This is really all Knicks fans ask for. I mean, of course, yep. they won a championship, but obviously the steps to that and getting yep. these kind of games with the number one seed coming into your house a game that you got to get to move up in the standing. This is what, uh, you know, major basketball is all about. Playoff implicated basketball is all about. Knicks have earned that right. So fans are excited. The the team looks like they're playing at a high level. So should be a lot of fun. This podcast should be fun. Again, this is Orange and Blue Bloods, a New York Knicks podcast, WFN Odyssey original. You can get these episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including your free Odyssey app. Make sure you hit the auto download feature on your streaming service that you can get these episodes every time you drop. This is the first or three we'll be dropping this week. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. Our full uh, episodes are also released on YouTube at our Odyssey Sports channel. So search Odyssey Sports and find Orange and Blue Bloods episodes there. You can also get segments of the episode on the YouTube channel. So plenty to talk about uh, on this uh, episode, a lot to get to. So let's begin with where the Knicks stand right now. So they come into this week tied for the fifth seed with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Knicks erased a big lead on Friday to secure a comeback win over the Wizards in Washington, then returned home on Saturday and just obliterated the New Orleans Pelicans. And one of the more dominant performances we've seen from the Knicks all season. Uh, Knicks standout performances from Julius Randle. He had 46 points in the win on Friday, another big game on Saturday. RJ Barrett had a pretty nice breakout game on Saturday against the Pelicans. He had 25 points in that blowout win. So, Two big wins. Knicks moved to fifth in the standings, tied with the Brooklyn Nets. They're now uh, two and a half games up on the Miami Heat, who sit in that seventh spot, that dreaded first playing spot. The Knicks are trying to avoid. Uh, the Heat have lost four straight. 
And now Cleveland, only two games back from the fourth spot. So a lot of good happening for the Knicks in terms of where the standings sit right now. Uh, just, just talking about these wins, how impressive were these wins to you? Both very different, but very important for the Knicks. Yeah, incredibly impressive. I think, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the Wizards game was a little bit more of a show that we can come back from a big deficit, show some heart, show some fight. Um, and then Saturday's game was just a start to finish, you know, put a foot on a throat and dominate an opponent. I mean, they completely outclassed uh, the Pelicans and, you know, and, and after the game, you know, uh, it's similar to the way that the, the similar to the comments the Hawks made right before the old yeah. break eventually led to the firing of the coach was they outmuscled us. They were, we weren't ready for the physicality, you know, just basically things that, you know, just bow down to a team and say, you know, like we, you know, the Pelicans had a team meeting after the game. Like when you force multiple team meetings after teams, you have to beat teams. That's when, you know, you're playing at a high level. Um, the one, um, uh, you know, basically the, the unifying thread through those two games was the dominant play of uh, Julius Randle, um, who continues to play at an incredibly high level. Um, you know, over his last six games, Randle's averaging 29.7 points, uh, four made three-pointers, just 1.8 turnovers, while shooting over 50% from the floor, 40% from the arc, over 90% from the free throw line. Um, you know, not just, you know, not just, putting the ball in the basket, but doing so efficiently, um, yeah. finding open shooters, spraying the ball out to, to open shooters, um, just incredibly efficient and effective on the offensive end. And probably more importantly has been his defensive effort, intensity, and, uh, you know, just effectiveness on, on the defensive end of late, put the clamps on Brandon Ingram, um, the Pelicans leading Absolutely. scorer, yeah. um, you know, just, just really, you know, held him to seven, to seven of 19 shooting, um, and just, just, just the, the, just that the, the, just the verve and the energy and the effort and the, just the intensity that he's, he has brought to the, um, to, to the defensive end of the floor has been remarkable. Um, and if he can use that, that combination of size and skill to overpower uh, opponents on the offensive end and then dominate them defensively as well, um, that just, you know, that right raises the Knicks ceiling just a little bit high. You know, we've talked about X factors. Would Mitch Rob stay healthy? Um, can, can RJ Barrett get back on track? But if RJ, if Julius Randle takes his game to another level defensively, um, that unlocks a different element of, of this Knicks team. And um, the one other thing I'll add from Saturday's game, which was really important, I thought, was, as you mentioned, a, a breakout game from R.J. Barrett. The points were nice, um, but the seven assists, I, I thought, were really good. Yeah. Um, once he gets his – because we know he can get his foot into the paint. Um, that's the one skill um, that's translated, you know, basically since he came into the NBA, uh, can go left, can go right. Um, obviously better going to a strong hand, to his left hand. Um, but a lot of times he'd four shots, look to get fouled, um, and that led to a, not only a low field goal percentage, but frustrated teammates who were standing in the corner wide open, you know, waving their arms. It seems like RJ's doing a little bit better job focusing on on seeing the full floor, um, and and that's benefited the Knicks as well. So, uh, sum it all up, and uh, you know the Knicks are the Knicks are rolling right now, and uh, you know the fact that we talked about these two games, and you know we we haven't even mentioned Jalen Brunson's name yet, um, wow. goes to show you that uh, that this team is playing well, and that they're a good team, they're a deep team, they're a scary team, and they're a team to be taken seriously at the moment. Absolutely. And you mentioned uh, how we talk about X factors and we don't talk about Julius Randle in part because he's almost like the constant. He's the control. Like, you know, pretty much night in and night out where you're going to get from him. 
And again, that for me to even say those words is kind of crazy to me, given where he was last season. Let me say that I know I'm getting from Julius Randle every night. That was not the case last season. But this season, you, you kind of know. You know he's gonna kind of you know he's gonna answer the bell. You know he's gonna come out strong in the first quarter, and you know he's gonna have a pretty good game most nights. I mean, even in nights where he doesn't shoot that great, he finds a way to kind of get his volume numbers. Like, um, he's had a, another phenomenal season. And what I see from this Knicks team is a team that really is becoming a team because when you mentioned the fact that we haven't mentioned Jalen Brunson and he kind of had two of his worst games he's had in a while in a row in these two games. I don't know if maybe the layoff and the all-star break kind of got him out of his rhythm. That's what it looks like to me a little bit, but the fact that they, he had those games and the Knicks were still able to find other players to step up when they needed to. So in Washington, it was Julius Randle saying, all right, I will just double my output basically um, and, and, and just carry the team to this win. I mean, that first half, he was the only reason they were in the game. I mean, he was just – the Knicks looked like they were going to get blown out, and he just dominated the first half. As soon as Kyle Kuzma gave him the little sign, he was like, all right, you know, time to time to get going, and, and he just just was awesome. And then in this last game, Brunson again, sputtering a little bit, RJ Barrett can pick you up. And that's why I look at this team, and I tweeted over the weekend, like this is a dangerous team for those five – those top four teams in the Eastern Conference. This team has multiple bucket getters. This team – is physical. Now this team is starting to defend at a high level. You mentioned how they just put the clamps on Brandon Ingram, and it was multiple guys. I mean, there were some plays where Quentin Grimes just he wouldn't let him breathe. <laughs> like, I mean, and and Brandon Ingram has a big has a big bag in terms of moves, and he's giving him everything. Grimes is all over him. Randall's all over him. RJ Barrett's defense improved in the last two games. And when they're playing like that, and you got Mitchell Robinson behind you. It's, it's, it's going to be tough sledding for a lot of teams. So the second half defensive performance against the Wizards was a master class. Porzingis had a huge first half and then was just invisible the rest of the game. This game, uh, the way they locked up Brandon Ingram, didn't get McCollum going. The Knicks are, are playing phenomenal basketball, but Julius Randle being that stabilizing piece right now, you just can't say enough about him. We started to talk about, we know he's an all-star. And he already was named an all-star this season. We always talk about comparing this season to the 2021 season where he was all NBA second team in terms of the, the, the terms and the parameters are a little different regarding how other guys are playing. But I mean, we're looking at another all NBA season from Julius Randle at this point, it feels like he has to be on that list. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think so. Um, I mean, it's, you can make a really strong case. Um, I thought one stat that, that I stumbled upon over the weekend 
really highlighted and, and the, the, the turnaround that Randall and the Knicks have had from last season's disappointment to this season exceeding expectations. Um, Randall played 2,544 minutes last season. The Knicks were outscored by 164 points in, in, in that time. This season, he's played 2,221 minutes. The Knicks have outscored their opponents plus 146. Um, that's basically a 300-point turnaround from, from one year to the other. Um, a lot of it, you know, obviously um, – Jalen Brunson gets a gets a, a, a you know is, is a major factor um, in having a, a solid point guard. Um, uh, the other thing to to keep in mind, um, Randall's playing a lot more minutes with Emmanuel quickly than he did last yeah. year. Those two were rarely on the floor together, um, which is something Nick Nick fans had called for. Um, we're seeing a lot more of that this season. Um, but the other thing is just Randall, um, his, his, you know, his incredible, um, uh, you know, just, it, we talked about him coming in prepared physically. Um, and I thought the, the, the really interesting thing is he's mentioned time and time again, um, the mental aspect that his mental approach to the game, uh, how important that's been. And that's something that, um, you know, guys that, you know, that talk about sports for a living, um, you know, maybe don't understand or don't appreciate, or it's, it's hard to express. It's hard to quantify and, you know, shooting percent and field goal percentage, all that right. other stuff um, is easier to say and point out. Um, but then you have a guy, you know, that this, you know, he's, he's talking about it and, and it's clearly uh, made a major impact on the way he's approached the game, the way he's handled games. Um, we see him do kind of that mini meditation uh, prior to games, that deep breathing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, major credit to Randall for bouncing back um, in a way that, that most of us didn't assume he could. Um, he deserves a ton of credit for um, really, you know, taking his game to another uh, une uh, unexpected level. So kudos to Randall. And this was also the return of Mitchell Robinson in these two games. What did you see from him in his performances in these next wins? Yeah, I mean, just the the, the fact that, you know, I, th I think it was plus 39 He's, he's in these last two games, um, yep. some of those lines. Um, you know, he's just the, the team is at its best um, when Mitch Robb is on the floor. As, as you know, Sims was a decent fill-in, um, had some good moments, had some bad moments. Hardenstein's played very well with the bench unit. Um, and But but the team, you know, is when the team is firing on all cylinders, it has Mitch Robb being able to finish at the rim, control the offensive boards, and protect the paint, most importantly. Um, and that's exactly what we've seen these last two nights. Um, you know, really just um, kind of the things that you would expect from Mitch Rob. Maybe you thought yeah. he might show some rust. He hasn't shown any. Um, mm -hmm. Six of 11, um, uh, 10 of 11 uh, from the field. Um, you expect him to, to make most of his shots. Um, so so definitely. And, and as you mentioned, um, this team is legit. This team is scary. They're the only, you know, they're eighth in the, in the, in terms of record, the eighth best, eighth, eighth best record in the NBA, the seventh best net rating in the NBA. Like this is a full body of work. And especially dating back to that nine man rotation, um, that Cleveland game, December 4th, first week of December, only two teams in the league have a better net rating than the, than the Knicks. Only four teams have more wins. So um, that's a large body of work. Um, and as you mentioned, if I'm one of those top teams, I do not want to see the Knicks in, in April. Yeah, and you mentioned their net rating, uh, offensive rating, their seventh uh, defensive rating, their 14th, and they've, they've been climbing. Like, this is not like a fluke. Like, the Knicks have been playing, especially in the offensive side of the ball, pretty well above average offensive basketball for most of the season. And that's what you kind of saw in these last few games. I mean, they, they can get whatever they want in that second half against Washington. 
Um, Randall obviously carried them in the first. And against New Orleans, I mean, they, they just got whatever they wanted offensively. Like, they were getting good shot after good shot. And they seemed to just be very comfortable with the offense. They just seemed to kind of know where the shots are going to come from. It's rare to me, at least these last few games, where it felt like you saw somebody just force up a terrible one. It was actually, anytime it happened, it stood out so much. Like, Randall took, like, one really bad one in the Pelican. I remember, I'm going, what the hell was that shot? But, like, <laughs> I hadn't said it all game because, like, they were just kind of – it was like a perpetual motion, as, as Clive Frazier would say. I mean, they're, they're really in tune with how, they're, well, how they want to play. They have an identity, which I think is maybe one of the most important things an enemy team has to have. If you want to have success, you got to have something you can hang your hat on, something you're trying to do offensively. And the Knicks seem to know what they want to do offensively. They know they're going through their two top guns in Brun- Brun- Randall and Brunson. They know RJ's that third score. He's going to try to get into the paint. They know they got a bunch of shooters are going to try to get the ball to quickly. Grimes, those guys have their roles. And now that everybody's comfortable in their role and they know what they're trying to do night in and night out, they have a very good chance to win because they got talent. And when I watch the Knicks play, sometimes you just watch a team and you can just see, oh, this is a good team. You know, when you're watching your team, sometimes it's hard to like kind of take yourself out of just like obsessing over every little thing that's happening and what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. Sometimes like I like to just kind of take a step back and just watch, especially that Pelicans game, watching these two teams, the Pelicans didn't have Zion Williamson, but a team with talent, a team with guys that, you know, some Nick fans will clamor for. Like we had someone in our mailbag asking about Brandon Ingram. So these are, these, they don't got bums over there. I mean, people wanted a CJ McCollum last season. So I'm watching these guys get just cooked by, by Randall, by Brunson, by RJ. And I'm like, they have a good team. Like this, this is a good team. The, the, the Pelicans are having major problems guarding them. So it, when you get down to the stretch as the season winds down, a lot to be excited about, but shout out to the whole team and shout out to Mitch Robinson coming back double double in his first two games. Again, no rust came in, made an immediate impact on the glass. I thought his play, his teammates also did a good job looking for him as well. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they kind of knew we need to get him, uh, get him going early. Don't make him kind of get feeling like he's not part of the offense. So good job all around uh, by by the Knicks in these two wins. Yeah, especially on Saturday night, and you know, it was obviously the um, they were honoring the '73 champs, the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And I just thought the best way to pay homage to that team was to play like that team, and that's kind yeah. of what we saw. You know, unselfish, um, giving up a good shot to get a great shot. You know, just defensively, it was just that. That's kind of what you want to see, and that and that's what we saw. Yeah, and we will talk about that 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 ceremony because it was really awesome. But it was funny. I was a little surprised how much it seemed like the Knicks and maybe I was maybe I'm naive they, like they seem to really care about like yeah. putting on that kind of performance in front of those guys in that game knowing how special that night was and because you no know, 1973 was 50 years ago and we're so removed from that and so many of these players aren't from New York except for I guess Obi Toppin and a lot of these guys don't have that connection to the Knicks um franchise I kind of didn't know how important this night would be for them and it clearly was so Credit to the guys for showing up the way they did. And I, I agree. I think they definitely did want to embody the spirit of that 73 team. And we will talk about that celebration in a little bit. But first, let's talk about this game we got Monday night. So Knicks looking to keep their winning game, winning ways going. The Celtics come into town. Boston held off the Sixers in a regular season classic on Saturday. You had Tatum with the pull-up three. Embiid hoisting it from 75 feet out. And thinking that he tied the game, sent it to overtime. And it turns out um, he, he came up just a – a hair, a tenth of a second short of beating the clock. Uh, just a fantastic game over the weekend. Uh, the Celtics had the league's best record. They've won three straight. 
The last time these two teams played, it was one of the best games of the season. Again, one of those games you may consider the best win of the Knicks season. Knicks held on to beat the Celtics 120-117. It was an overtime game. One key element in that game that won't be playing in this game is Jalen Brown. He is out due to personal reasons, so that is a big loss for the Celtics. So keeping it right there, how does Jalen Brunson's absence impact the Knicks in this matchup? I mean, normally you'd say a team is missing an all-star and kind of the, the second dyna- part of the dynamic duo of, of Tatum and Brown. It would really hamper the team and, you know, it'd be a major blow to their chances to win. The Celtics uh, are the rare team that has the depth to deal with a with an all-star playing. Will they miss him? Of course, obviously, you know, he's yeah. one of the top you know wing players in the NBA. But um, the combination of Smart and Derek White and, and Brogdon has done a tremendous job off the bench um, as, as a team six man and obviously have Tatum. Um, they will miss Brown, of course, but they have the they have the pieces. They have the, the, the certainly they're one of the very few teams in the NBA with the depth um, to to kind of make up for it. So that that's that's one thing that to keep in mind is that obviously um, they will miss their their role star uh, in in Jalen Brown, but they have plenty of guys that that can fill in and fill in well. You know, not just guys that'll you know come in and, and hopefully keep them close for a couple of minutes. These are these are guys that can impact the game in a significantly positive way. Yeah, the Celtics are an incredibly deep team, and they they have the league's best record, not by accident. I mean, this is right. a truly a team that you're looking at and saying this is one of the top three or four teams that potentially win a championship this season. So it's, it's going to be a tall order. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Jalen Brown. Obviously, I hope he's okay. Um, I know after the game on uh, Saturday, he mentioned that the Sixers fans were saying crazy stuff to him. He said that they were trying they were tell him to tear his ACL. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with why he's not playing tonight. I would doubt that, but I was surprised at how much he went into detail with how the Sixers fans got under his skin in the previous game. But yeah, uh, you know, one element of that last game who wasn't playing, I think I'm actually curious to see when we talk about like big matchups is Marcus Smart. Like he didn't play in that game in Boston and Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. He's the reigning defensive player of the year. And, one of the things we saw in that last game was Brunson was absolutely boogieing on the guys they had. And Brogdon is not some slouch defensively, and Derek White is not some slouch defensively. Those guys could not handle Jalen Brunson. Um, Jalen Brunson has kind of risen to a level of elite to borderline elite point guard that those guys, just they're not going to bother him. So uh, now he goes up against an, a super elite defender, maybe the best defender at his position in Marcus Smart. That's going to be a, a really fun matchup to watch. And Brunson sputtering a little bit in these last two games. Like, this is also going to be a tough test for him. Like, you know, if you're struggling, the last thing you want to see is Marcus Smart come to your town for most players. But this is, Jay, this is Jalen Brunson. This is a guy who has been playing at a high level for most of this season. So I'm excited to see how that matchup goes. Yeah, definitely the same. Um, you know, you're pitting, you know, one of the best uh, offensive point guards in the NBA in terms of effect- effectiveness and efficiency this season um, against, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the, the reigning defensive player of the year. And that wasn't a fluke. Like he's he's that good defensively. Another matchup I think I'm interested in is the Mitch Rob, Rob Williams, um, two mm. similar players and how kind of they approach the game. And, um, you know, they're obviously not a lot of plays run for them. They, you know, they get their their points off dunks on on good passes or offensive rebounds um so that, that that'll be something interesting interesting to watch um williams had been coming off the bench for a little while as he kind of works his way back from a knee injury but um you know he's back in the lineup played 36 minutes um 
you know, uh, recently. So yeah, it'll be, it'll, I think, you know, that, that, that's something that'll, that'll be interesting. And also the, the kind of the bench units, um, you know, with, with, uh, uh Derek White now, we assume he'll, he'll slide into the starting lineup in, in place yeah. of Jalen Brown. Um, how does that impact the, the bench unit for the, uh, for the Celtics? Cause that's one of their strengths. We talked about their, their incredible depth. Um, and the Knicks have, you know, their second unit has been phenomenal of late. Um, so we'll kind of see how those, those, those two, those two teams battle it out in, in that respect. Um, cause that could very well be, uh, you know, one of the keys to the game. Yeah, you mentioned how good the bench unit has been. I don't want to forget about Josh Hart's um, yeah. heroics in, game, in the first game uh, over this weekend. I mean, some of those loose balls he was getting in that Washington game were just crucial, and, and they're why he's on the team. And, like, not that I'm – like, I hope Jalen Brown's okay, but it's not that I want to say, oh, I'm, I'm ex- I'm, I, I would want Jalen Brown to be playing for, against the Knicks because he's such a great player. But, like, one of the things I, I've talked about with these matchups is you know, not being able to hard hide RJ in yeah. a game like this typically because they have two top-notch wings. Last time these two teams played, RJ did a pretty good job defensively and you didn't really need to hide him. But I kind of would have liked to see, like, how does Josh Hart impact this matchup? Because now yeah. the Knicks are in a position where, of course, they are they're moving towards trying to make sure they, they're out of the plane. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm moving on from that. But, like, you do wonder what do these matchups look like in these top teams because you could be playing them in the playoffs, maybe in the second round, maybe in the first round. So, like, I would like to have seen, hey, like, how does Josh Hart impact a matchup with the Celtics now that they have two top-notch defensive wings in Grimes and Hart as opposed to just one? Like, I think that that would have been fun to see. But one thing about the, the Celtics and the Knicks in terms of how they match up is what what helped them, and I think it helped them a lot in that game in Boston, was you can play Brunson and IQ a lot together. Yeah. Um, when the Celtics go small with their guards, because uh, they play Brogdon and Smart together, they play White and Brogdon together. Um, Pritchard hasn't been playing much, but when one of those guys are out, Pritchard plays with those guys. They they oftentimes, if Jalen Brown is not in the game, they'll play two small guards. So that allows the Knicks to put their two best guards on the court. Um, so that will probably be the case tonight. So I expect to see plenty of that. So should be a good one. The, the the other thing is uh, potentially the fourth quarter. Um, you know, yeah. Barrett did not play uh, down the stretch um, in Friday's win against against Washington, which you know raised some eyebrows. Um, I think it's something that we kind of expected, or you know, at least anticipated. weren't shocked by it, um, but certainly no, noteworthy um, considering RJ's stature within the organization. Um, he played obviously much better Saturday, but it was also blowout. Um, that's that. That was another thing. You know, something else important to keep in mind is that uh, both uh, Brunson and Randall played fewer than 34 minutes uh, Saturday. Um, that's the benefit of these blowouts, and that's the benefit of the Knicks having some added depth, um, as we haven't seen that. Yeah. You know, those consecutive 40 minutes, 41 minutes, 42 minute games um, from those guys. And that's especially important considering this is the third game four nights for the Knicks. Um, so in yeah. order to get a little bit of, of additional rest, um, but um, yeah. And, and um, just, just the fact that the Knicks, I think this spread last time I checked, it was like two points, 2.5 points. The fact that the Knicks, you know, this late in the season are basically within two or three points um, in Vegas's eyes of the best team in the NBA a team with the best record um, kind of shows you, obviously, you know, they're playing without Jalen Brown, but that goes to show you um, just how, uh, how, you know, significant, you know, it's not just Nick fans that are um, overly optimistic about this team. Like the, 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 you know, you look around the league and, um, the Knicks are slowly but surely, slide, uh, you know, are flying under the radar a little bit, um, but they're they're gaining some national respect as well. They should, 
And this is the type of game that you can kind of send a statement um, and saying that we're here, we're for real. Um, and, um, you know, we've seen them play really well on the road. They haven't been quite as effective defending their home court. We'll see if they can yeah. you know, do that tonight. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the minutes, and, and you're right. They've been able to spread them out a lot evenly. One thing I will mention, Tibbs has got to be smarter about how he's playing these guys in blocks. Because there was a play in that yes. Pelicans yeah. game where Randall seemed to bang knees with somebody, and he didn't look that hot, and he eventually fouled. I think he was fouled just to come out the game. But, you know, there's questions like, is he okay? Is, is something wrong? Um, I think he was fine because he was golden the crowd to get Derrick Rose in the game, which was a great moment, by the way. Yeah, was. Um, uh, it, it had to be a little awkward for Rose because this guy is an MVP. Now he's the guy that trained for to get in the game. But uh, it's always great when the Garden crowd shows the love to D. Rose for everything he does for the team, even though he's not playing. But like, you gotta be smart, like you know, like that that game was well out of reach. Yes. He didn't have to be in there with five minutes left. Like yeah. pull him out. It's a much longer season at play. I know yeah. the Knicks have blown a lot of leads, so <laughs> there's gonna be trepidation with taking guys out. But you know, you gotta be smart. And I'm just I'm hoping that Tibbs saw that and maybe we'll think, okay, I, I gotta be better. You got a good team. Like if you had a bad team, I'd say, okay, like yo, you need to make sure those guys are playing. Or you had a bad bench. I said, you got to make sure the guys, it may be, be more understandable, but considering how well this team is playing, how good they are, like there's no need for Randall to be up in a game where you're up 20 points with five minutes left. Like if there's some disaster where you got to bring them back in there, then you bring them back in there. But you right. can't you can't afford any injuries, can't afford anything stupid. So Tibbs got to be smarter. He cannot have those kind of lapses on the bench when it comes to who's out there finishing games with this 25-point lead with five minutes left. Yep. So – Talking a big game, by the way, again, Knicks Celtics, uh, 7 30, Madison Square Garden, be there or be square. Um, it is going to be a barn burner. But I do want to go back to Saturday night because it was a special night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the franchise celebrated its the 50th anniversary of its uh NBA championship members of the 1973 team, including Walt Clyde Frazier, Jerry Lucas, Bill Bradley, Earl Monroe, Dick Barnett were all in attendance. For the festivities while the captain willis reed delivered a video message on the msg jumbotron the 1973 knicks finished with 57 wins in that regular season they beat the lakers in five games to win their second nba championship willis reed was named finals mvp the knicks had at least five players in that series averaged 15 points in against the lakers and six players would be inducted into the hall of fame as players on that roster Phil Jackson, who was a player on that team, was later inducted as a coach. Red Holtzman, of course, who was coach of that team, inducted as a coach. And Dick McGuire, who was a scout and assistant on that team, also a former player who was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So just 
uh, a world-class a collection of talent on that 1973 team. What did you think of the ceremony uh, that happened on Saturday? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great the way they handled it. And, you know, these guys are getting up there in years. Um, we see, you know, a couple players have already passed away. They're represented by their children and, you know, um, you know, wheelchairs and canes. And, you know, that happens when yeah. guys get up around that age. So, um, I, you know, it's it, it's important to give those folks their flowers, um, you know, while they can still smell them, certainly. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I thought that was a, a really cool moment. Um, I thought the garden appreciated. And as you mentioned, I thought it was I thought it was cool the way that the, the players, the current players handle it to uh, pregame. Um, you know, Tibbs talked about being a teenager in Connecticut rooting for those teams and being a Knicks fan. Um, and after the game, Barrett and quickly, you know, and, and, and Randall talked about how, um, you know, just having those guys courtside, having those guys in the arena, um, they kind of wanted to show out and, you know, and make those guys proud. Um, and I certainly think the, the way they played and obviously not just, you know, not just getting the win, but, um, you know, as you mentioned, um, the, the five players averaging over 15 points and, you know, because that, that was the you know, consummate team mentality. Um, and I think it's kind of a high that Nick fans um, have been chasing for, you know, the last 50 years or yeah. so. And, um, and even people born in New York um, well after those years, um, you know, are, are, you know, try, you know, listen to their uncles and their fathers and their grandfathers, you know, tell stories about, you know, passing and unselfishness and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's been kind of an ethos that uh, that the 90 Knicks, the nineties Knicks tried to live up to and um, any great team um, that the Knicks currently have, or will have in the future will be compared to those great early seventies teams as well. They should be because um, that's kind of the benchmark. So, um, and uh, yeah, it was, I thought it was well-earned obviously. Um, and uh, I thought they handled it well. Um, so, so kudos to everybody all around. Yeah, it was an awesome ceremony. Uh, the gold, uh, the gold varsity jackets they gave out, sweet look, just like an awesome. It's got to be, uh, got to be dope to like be one of the twelve or thirteen people who have those fiftieth anniversary jackets. Well, um, well, well, Clyde said he might put on eBay, so I'm going to be checking eBay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope you paid your credit card bill because that's, that's, that's not going to go for a, a, a small penny. I actually do have quickly a little bit of sound from Clyde Frazier talking about what it meant to represent New York during that time. I enjoyed playing so much with these men. Uh, it was a, such a provocative experience. We had a veteran team. We understood the nuances of having New York on our chest. We knew the high expectations, but we relished those expectations because we knew we lived in the greatest city in the world. We played in the world's most famous arena. And we had unequivocally the greatest fans. So you guys gave us so much confidence that we would say, not in our house, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, not in our house, Kareem and Oscar Robinson. We are the New York Knicks. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't get better than that. Um, and, and it was awesome to to hear those stories of that team. And in some ways, I feel like the 73 team sometimes gets like forgotten a little bit because that first championship 
was so important and also so dramatic. Yes, you know, the, yes. the captain gets hurt. You don't know if he's got to play. He comes out there in the tunnel minutes before tip off. He hits the first two jump shots. Like, like it's so dramatic and it almost sounds like a movie. We kind of forget about 1973. Like, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals, they they beat the number one seeded Boston Celtics. That was a team that I think after that point, I don't think they ever lost a game seven at home Correct. in Boston. Like it yeah. was, they were a, a juggernaut, of course, during those years with Bill Russell. Bill Russell had retired at this point, but I mean, winning in the Boston Garden uh, at home or on the road uh, in in the game seven was a death was a death sentence. It was impossible, and that the fact that that Knicks team did that was a huge, huge moment in NBA history. And they used that momentum and then go on and and, and kind of dominate the, the Los Angeles Lakers in, in five games. And uh, just the depth on that team. I mean, you talk about the backcourt with with, with uh, Monroe and, and Frazier. Um, and then the fact they were at, able to add a guy like Jerry Lucas to an already dominant frontcourt with Willis Reed and David DeBusher and, of course, Bill Bradley just being the – the, the consummate professional consummate uh just like consistent player like uh it, it's it's i when i talk to older nick fans and they talk about those teams like i i get it like i i don't sit there and say oh here we go talking about the 70s like no like if you love basketball like go on a basketball reference maybe my favorite website of all time and look at just the talent collection that they had and and, and you see you know Sometimes they don't show many game full games anymore on NBA TV things like that. But just do yourself a favor and watch some clips of just how that team moved the ball, how unselfish that team was, how that team defended. Um, it's why we have the defense chant in sports. Like that started with the Garden crowd chanting for those defense, the defense of the 1970s teams. Um, just an awesome time, an awesome time to be a Knicks fan. Hundred percent. You know, you mentioned the six players that went on to the Hall of Fame and the coaching staff, and it just it, 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 remarkable. Also, makes you appreciate that. You know, one of the things I I think of is Patrick Ewing doing what he did during the '90s with you know role players, essentially. You know, Starks yeah. and Oakley with yeah. all stars, <laughs> let alone Hall of Fame players. I mean, um, yeah. but again, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah. As you as you mentioned. Um, if we had been alive during that time, I'm, I'm sure we'd still be talking about it today. So um, it's uh, certainly they deserve their their recognition and they they got it. And, um, you know, we'll see if the Knicks can uh, continue to keep that spirit alive as they make a push um, towards, uh, you know, they certainly are, are close to reaching those heights yet. Um, but as you mentioned, these are small steps and they can take another step Monday night. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it will be important and fun to see how this team can continue to embody that spirit. I also want to give a quick shout out to the great Red Holtzman, who, of course, is not with us anymore, but was honored in that ceremony. Like, I think he's one of the more underrated. When we talk about the great coaches in NBA history, he always gets forgotten. I mean, and I know there are now, as we move on throughout history, there are several coaches that have multiple championships. But when you consider uh, what he did with that Nick team almost immediately when he got here um, and he made them an instant title contender, they won two championships, they went to three NBA finals. Um, how they played in the playoffs, like uh, people forget in '72, uh, they went to the NBA Finals. They were only a 48 win team. Like, <laughs> like he uh, he just was, uh, and and how he got them to play together, and how he got them to play defense. Like, I just think that he doesn't get uh, the kind of respect that probably he deserves, and what he means to uh, not just the Nick organization, but just uh, to the NBA game as a whole. One of the best coaches in NBA history. So, maybe shout out to Red Holtzman. 
and you talk about the coaching trees of the great coaches, Phil Jackson, yes. time and time and time again, you know, mentioned so many of the key tenets of coaching philosophy that he learned, um, that he later imparted onto, onto you know, you know onto his teams. Uh, he learned from, from Red Holson as well. So definitely a, a factor in there as well. Yeah. And you mentioned the players that were, you know, not with us and had their sons. So the son of Dave DeBusher was there. Um, shout out to my guy, Dean Memminger, um, a, a New York One uh, reporter and anchor who I actually worked with for a long time because I worked at New York One for six, seven years. Dean's a great guy. And of course, he was representing his dad, Dean the Dream uh, Memminger, who played on that 73 team. So it was awesome to see those guys uh, represented as well. It was yes, just a fun and, uh, night. Dave DeBusher's uh, grandson is a uh, yes, grandson. Yes, uh, yeah. But his, his 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 I think his son was there, but his grandson yes. is a guard on Shamanon High School basketball. Team. Oh, he's right. Yes, I think yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that in the broadcast. A little, a little cool thing. I think he's a yeah. Senior. Apparently, he's a really good player too. I, I heard. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little he's a little bit undersized. He's like a six one yeah. shooting guard. But uh, yeah, I'm, as a, as a Shamanon alum, um, I've kept an eye on him the last couple of years. So uh, hopefully, yeah. He's doing Absolutely. But an uh, absolute fun night, a fun weekend, and hopefully uh, we'll continue a fun season with this New York Knicks team. But that is going to do it for this edition of Orange and Blue Bloods. Tommy, let the people know where they can find you. At Tommy Beer on Twitter. You can find me, EJ underscore Stewart on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of Orange and Blue Bloods, a WFAN Odyssey original. You can get these episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including the free Odyssey app. Make sure you hit the download feature so you can get these episodes whenever you drop. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey Sports channel where you can get not just the full episodes, but the segments from these episodes on the YouTube channel visually so you can see all the good stuff we're talking about, whether it's just also hearing our voice. But anyway, that'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Tommy, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.